0: all God's people said. Amen. You may be seated. You know, our president, uh, I believe it was yesterday, declared this Sunday to be a national day of prayer. And, uh, you know, the elders felt, and I did too as well, that it might be uh, very good for us to take some quality time and spend it in prayer this morning. Uh, praise the Lord for your, your leadership here. They have a heart for God, they have a heart for the the local body, they have a heart for you, and uh, I'm sure you saw that this morning, and uh, we can't be any uh, higher, I guess, than when we're on our knees and in prayer before the Lord. Um, It's good to be back, and uh, thank you for your prayers. It started out as a back issue, and the more CT scans and x-rays i had the the more of a mess i realized i was in barb knew i had issues she didn't know i was that messed up but um, we'll take them one thing at a time here and see what happens but it is good to be back if you have your bibles i'd like you to go with me to psalm 133 today psalm 133 we don't have a lot of time and didn't expect to have a lot of time today so we'll hit some highlights title of our message is sticking together Uh, Long before the coronavirus thing uh, raised its head, I was thinking of going this direction in our message. So uh, uh, not only do we need to stick together as a nation, but we need to stick together as a body of believers. We're going to see why that's vital and important. Psalm 133, David is writing this psalm. The context here, the thought of this psalm uh, might have been David's ordination. Nobody knows for sure. Uh, But we do know uh, his ordination as a king. uh, That was a very special time for him. Maybe he had that in mind as he wrote this. Not really sure. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Uh, But we do know this, that every time the nation of Israel journeyed to the temple site there in Jerusalem, which they had to do on a regular basis, certainly three times a year, they were expected to come in, in, in those feasts. And as they would come closer to the temple, maybe even walking up the temple steps, They would sing these psalms together. This might have been one, but here's what it says, Psalm 133. David says, How good and pleasant it is when brothers or brethren live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down upon the collar of his robes. It's as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion, For there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. Father, thank you for your word. It's precious, it's powerful, it's life-changing, it's eternity-changing. We're grateful for it. And as we open it this morning, we would ask for the Spirit of God who's building your church, Lord Jesus. He's the agent these days, who's at work. He indwells us, he's meeting with us here today. It's his desire to teach us. I trust it's our desire to learn. Speak to us as only you can do, Holy Spirit. And we pray this in Jesus' name. He's certainly worthy. Amen. I read this the other day. I thought it was quite interesting. Uh, Being from Michigan, uh, we know a little bit about snow. And, uh, you know, the older I get, it's not that special anymore. But when I was a kid, I used to love it. But it's entitled, Snowflakes are Beautiful. Goes like this, I'll read it. Most regions of the world are very familiar with the amazing phenomenon that you and I would call snow. Snowflakes are beautiful. They're uniquely crafted ice crystals. Now individual snowflakes are fragile and they quickly melt as they land on our hands. Yet, in mass united, they create a force to be reckoned with. I mean, they can shut down major cities while creating beautiful landscapes of snow-laden trees whose pictures decorate calendars and become the subject of artwork. work. They provide pleasure on ski slopes and joy for children as they make snowmen. They also make ammunition for snowball fights. Why? all because they stick together and that as i read that a few weeks ago reminded me uh, that you and i and certainly the body of cc anybody we can accomplish much more together than we can alone and i jotted this down in my notes after all we are christ Community church, right? Amen? So, together, God can do wonders in us, among us, and in our community. Let's keep that in mind as we look at this thought of sticking together. Um, The importance of the church, the importance of the body of Christ living in unity is very important to the Lord Jesus. We're going to see why. What do we mean by unity? Well, a a unit is a single part of what makes up a whole. Unity would be the quality or state of being united, being brought together in harmony with one another. What do we mean by harmony? Well, harmony would be the pleasure or the pleasing when different parts come together. It's the interweaving of different accounts into a, a single narrative. That's the thought of harmony. So before we go home today, I want to share with you the basis for unity. And then I, I want us to look at the values that God places upon unity. And then I want us to see a couple pictures of unity. And then also, I want us to see the purpose of it. We'll do that very quickly. Let's begin with the basis. You have any idea what the basis of unity is? I was going to give it away by saying who the basis of unity is. Have any idea? Where where have we been over the past couple months as we were talking about the church? church? Whose church is it? It's the Lord Jesus. He's the head of that church. We're the body. Who's building it? Who's at work? Who's the agent involved? the Holy Spirit. Okay, We're looking at him again this morning. In Ephesians 4, it says this. We'll be right back here to Psalm 133. But in Ephesians 4, it says, as a prisoner for the Lord, Paul said, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. And what he means by this thought of worthy is living our lives to match the position that we are in Jesus Christ. We claim to know Jesus, Paul is saying we ought to live worthy of that calling. We need to step up and we need to be selfless rather than selfish. And and, and we need to be Christ-like in our walk. He goes on. He said, Be completely humble and gentle, be patient, and bear with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace." And he goes on, there's one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all in all. The unity of the spirit, the basis, the foundation for unity is the spirit of God as he works in your heart and life and mine, and then he brings us together, he unites us. Together. The, the Holy Spirit brings about a oneness in the life of a believer. He brings us together, then. It, it creates a bond of selflessness, I call it, and peace. It's a spiritual cord, so to speak, that comes about as the Holy Spirit, who indwells each one of us as believers, draws us or binds us, bonds us together. That bond is love. Love for God. And then the love of god that resides within us in the person of the holy spirit allows you and i to love the brethren to love one another Uh, i wasn't going to sing it but i'll try today it's a simple song it says where the spirit of the lord is there is peace where the spirit Of the Lord is, there is love. There is comfort in life's darkest hour. There is light and life. There is help and power in the Spirit. In the Spirit of the Lord. The Holy Spirit, he's here today. Because as a believer, you're here today. He's residing among us. He wants to work among us. He's the basis of unity. We're going to see why unity is so important to the Lord. Psalm 133. Let's look at three values of unity. Remember, unity is the quality or the state of being unified in harmony with each other we're not an island we're in this together and the challenge is to stick together god places a major value on believers being united and living in harmony look at this passage again number one he says it's good it's very good and it's pleasant when brothers live together in unity It's like precious oil poured in the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down upon the collar of his robes. And it's as if the dew of Mount Hermon were falling on Mount Zion. Very good and pleasant because it's there that the Lord bestows His blessing. Even life forevermore. There's three values mentioned. In this psalm number one it's pleasant pleasant means to be delighted it means to be characterized by that which pleases maybe it's a behavior maybe it's an appearance but it's the thought of a sense of joy a sense of contentment God is saying when brothers and sisters live together in harmony when believers interact together build each other up, bond together for the cause of Christ and the cause of the body. He said that's, that's very special. He calls it pleasant. He also says that it's precious, verse 2. It's, it, it's like precious oil, he said. Precious means to be of great value. It means to be of high price. It means to be highly exalted. In God's eyes, it means cherished. God cherishes the unity among his children. He loves that. He wants that. He desires that. It's so vital and important to Him and to what He longs to accomplish in us and through us. It's precious. Then He also says that it has great promise. It's promise is a a reason to expect something. It's a ground for expectation, major expectation. The thought is that living in unity... When you and I bond together as believers, it has great promise. It gives life. It gives a life to us because that life comes from the Spirit of God. All right? And it, it, it's also a testimony of the fact that we have life. It brings life to the body, and it becomes a testimony or example to the world around us. The two pictures that are mentioned here, one is Aaron the high priest. Remember Moses back in Exodus 28 and 29 as the temple is being, I'm sorry, the tabernacle is being erected and put together and all the measurements and all the work that had to be done. Uh, As that was going on, God was instructing Moses that he wanted Moses' brother Aaron and his children, his sons, Nadab and Abihu. Uh, Aaron, the high priest and the the two sons would assist him. And, And Exodus 28 and 29, you have this story of how Aaron, as the high priest, was anointed. The oil would be taken and poured upon the head, and and there would be a lot poured upon the head of the high priest Aaron, and it, it would come down off his hair, down his neck onto his shoulders and it would come down on that garment called the breastplate uh, that was a part of the the garments that the high priest was to wear and in that breastplate would be 12 stones and on each one of those 12 stones was one of the names of the 12 tribes of Israel so that oil comes down off the head onto the shoulders onto the garment onto the breastplate as a reminder of the unity that God had in mind as he blessed and honored his people, the nation of Israel. I think that's one of the pictures being talked about. And then 100 miles or so north of Jerusalem was, uh, well, I guess you'd say a number of mountains that came together. Um, The picture here is uh, a cluster, a mountain cluster. But in that mountain cluster is Mount Hermon itself that stood some 9,200 feet high. Uh, It was the highest point on the east coast of the Mediterranean Sea area. That might not seem important to you and I, but in the nation of Israel, that was vital and important. Because Mount Hermon, there would be snow there. And there was major dew in the mornings high up on that mountain in Mount Hermon. it was the main source of watering the Jordan River. It brought sustenance. It brought provision to the nation of Israel. That's another picture that God places here. Aaron and his anointing and Mount Hermon and its sustenance and provision and, and blessing and joy that it brought to the nation of Israel is that water would make its way down into the Jordan River, that source of blessing for the people. But before we go, I want you to go to one of my favorite passages of Scripture. Leave Psalm 133, go with me to John 17. We've looked at the basis, which is the Holy Spirit, the basis of unity. John 17, shortly before the Lord goes to the cross, shortly after he's been in the upper room with his disciples, he prays. John 17 is that high priestly prayer of the Lord Jesus. We think of the Lord's Prayer. To me, this is really the Lord's Prayer when he prays in John 17. And it's amazing to me, he prays about numerous things. But he really prays about the purpose of unity. Look with me as Jesus prays in John 17, verse 11. He said, he's being trained to the Father. He says, Father, I will remain in the world no longer. I mean, he knew what was ahead for him, right? I will remain no longer here. But they, talking about the disciples, the believers are still in the world. And I am coming to you. Holy Father, would you protect them by the power of your name, the name that you gave me. Why? What's the purpose? So that they may be one as we are one. The Lord is concerned. And he's asking the Father to bond the believers, those who have trusted him, put their faith and trust in him, and about what he was going to do soon as he went to Calvary's cross. Broken body and shed blood. He knew what that was was going to entail. And he also knew what the result was going to be for those who were willing to believe and trust by faith in the gospel that Jesus died, was buried and rose again for them to deal with their sin. And he said, Lord, those who you've given to me here, he said, I'm leaving, but protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one, as we, you and I, Father, are one. And then go with me to verse 20. He continues. Father, he said, my prayer is not for them alone. Now Jesus is going to pray for Joe Girkin and for you as well. He said, I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, the message of the disciples. That's you and me. What's his prayer? That all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me, and I in you. As we are one, Father, I'm praying for those who will make up my body, the church. And I'm praying that they will be able to experience the oneness with you that I experience and you experience with me. And also this way, the oneness of bonding together. That's what he's saying. I'm praying for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Let me read that again, because here's the purpose. There's two purposes I want to leave us with. This is one of them, but look what he says. I'm praying for a oneness among believers. I'm praying that they may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I and them and you and me, may, may they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and you have loved them, even as you have loved me. We're going to close just in a moment. I, I, I don't want us to miss this this morning. The unity of the body is so important to the Lord Jesus that in one of his last prayers he prays about unity three times and he reminds the father as he reminds his own heart and in a sense he's reminding you and me as we read this this morning how vital and important unity is to him hang with me for a moment unity brings glory to God I mean sinners saved by God's grace who then become selfless who have been so selfish They become saints, positionally set apart for God. And in a practical way, they're willing to grow and be mature in the faith as the Spirit of God works in their lives. And they say goodbye to me and, and Lord, use me however you can for the sake of the body and for the cause of Christ. I mean, that brings honor and glory to God. And as, as Gertie knows this morning, not only are we positionally and practically sanctified, but there comes a time when we're prophetically sanctified and we're in glory for all eternity. That's where she's at. We drove by that nursing facility on the way here. We took the long way around today and kind of waved at Gertie. She's not there, but Barb spent a lot of time in her room talking with her. Brings glory to God when those like you and me get along with one another and unite together and bond together for the cause of Christ and for the sake of the body and for the community that our local body is placed in. But there's another purpose of unity, and that's that you and I will then be a powerful testimony of God's love and of his mercy and grace to the world around us. I mean, there is hope for this world. There's spiritual hope. There's power that's available to change hearts and lives. How do I know that? Because my heart and life has been changed. I have hope. How about you? We have hope. Okay, But let's not miss what Jesus is saying here. You know, he's saying, I'm giving the world the right to judge whether you sent me down here or not, Father, based upon how my children get along with each other and how they bond together. So I guess if the world around us in our communities has no clue that Jesus has come, what's missing? I mean, this is a powerful thought. What's missing? What's missing is that those of us who claim to know Jesus who can't get along with each other are a terrible testimony and the world around us is saying, you know what? This God who said He sent His Son, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't experience it. Those who claim to know Jesus live the same way that I do. Those who claim to know Jesus, they can't get along either. But that's not to be true, and hopefully it's not true in your heart and my heart. I was really moved by this thought, folks. I mean, as you wait upon the Lord to bring your next pastor, your shepherd, your way, we need to be ready for God to do something special. I believe he's been at work. I really do. I believe God has allowed CCC to walk through some things over these past few years. And it hasn't been pleasant and it hasn't been pretty in some ways. But you know what came out of this? You sensed it this morning. You sensed it in your elders. And I hope you're sensing it in your search team. Nine people that God has brought together. And I'm telling you, they're bonded. They're united. And it's amazing how God's at work and it's not going to shock me if this doesn't play out and that David Munt becomes your next pastor. If God doesn't see it that way, we'll be back to square one and we'll keep trusting and we'll stay together. Because God has a plan and purpose. But I trust you're ready. I trust you're in love with him. And I trust that you're in love with each other. This community needs to see Christ Community Church as its best. They need to see it on fire. Not as Joel carried the fire off the piano. We're talking about spiritual fire, right? On fire. Why not? Why not now? Why not you? So I leave you with this thought this morning. I want us to remember that in God's eyes, unity is a must. It's vital, it's important. It's a must for God's blessing upon us, and it's a must for God to use us and impact the community around us. It's a must. Why do I say that? It's very evident that you and I can accomplish a lot more together than when we venture out alone after all we are christ what community church amen father thank you for meeting with us today thank you that we could spend some time in your presence in prayer in worship and in song thank you for your word thank you for there's there's so much that's important and vital to you but this stands out to us this morning so much that jesus longs for this body of believers each one of us to experience among each other what he experienced and you experience and that's the bonding between the two of you you long to see that as we bond with you and then allow the spirit of god to cause us to bind together and stick together. Lord, have your way. Accomplish what you long to accomplish in this community, in and through this unique body of believers. The Spirit of God is the basis for it. The purpose is that you be glorified. And that the blessing and the usefulness of this body and this community can be experienced numerous fold that's our prayer and we want to praise you for what we believe you're going to do and we ask all this in jesus name amen let's stand together